Hello everyone, this is Terrence Abney. Welcome to The Connecticut Show. I am here with the fabulous... Hilary Finelli. And today, another special guest, my man 50 Grand. Uh, Felix, aren't you Mensa? My man, so very special guest today. Thank you. I want to start off by saying thank you. Oh, to Intro Bomb Bomb Vivant. How you say it now? <laughs> bomb Bomb Vivant. With a what? With a V or a B? There v. we go. There we go. She got it this time. Yeah. It is hard living when you're dead. Just remember that, everybody. That's mm-hmm. a song. Check it out. Um, this is a Connecticut show. We talk about new things in New England, and sometimes we travel other places like Jersey. And Felix, Felix is from New England, so mm-hmm. we're gonna yeah, chop we're keeping it, up it a in the bit. region. We can keep it in the region. Sometimes we go down to the dirty. Sometimes we've headed out the West Coast. <laughs> we hit you. With, we haven't hit y'all much with Midwest, have we? Not really. No, but I mean, I could talk a lot about the Southwest, but maybe another day. Maybe another day. We have talked about. Um, Western Connecticut, mm-hmm. which is actually Ohio, the Western Connecticut Western Connecticut Reserve. Y'all know about that? No. Oh. I think you're not telling the truth. You know why we don't know about that, everyone? Because Hillary's been cheating on us <laughs> listening to another podcast. Oh, you want to yeah. talk about that, Hillary? Um, it's a different genre, so I wouldn't say I've been cheating. I just haven't listened to the past few episodes. Because uh, I'm prioritizing my true crime. She's listened to one episode this season. Let's be clear. But mm-hmm. hey, that sounds like cheating to me. Felix, what do you think? Uh, I mean, if she's if she's delving into another genre, oh. she's enjoying another type of podcast. As long as she's coming back, you know, and and tuning into you're at these episodes, then I I don't see any problem. I yeah, think, I agree know? with that. Yeah. Both of y'all are wrong. <laughs> do you listen to any podcast, Felix? Uh, I, I used to, there was like a couple that I would just find on TikTok that I'd go and like, they, they put like little clips on TikTok mm-hmm. and then I'd go and search them up on YouTube. I forgot mm-hmm. the name of them. It was like three guys. Um, and they would just talk about just random yeah. stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I forgot the name. Um, Logan Paul, who I used to watch a lot when he was like yeah. a YouTuber, he has his impulsive podcast that sometimes I'll tune into depending on who the guest is. But mm-hmm. other than that, yeah. Oh, and then the Huberman Lab podcast. I like that podcast a lot too. The he, what? Huberman Lab. Huberman Lab. So it's Dr. Huberman. He's like a neuro 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 uh, surgeon. Smart man just, over <laughs> here. <laughs> he'll just yeah. talk about different things regarding like uh, scientific discoveries and he'll bring uh, guests on. He had a look really cool one about like psilocybin and the effects of psilocybin and uh, recreational use of psilocybin and just a whole bunch of different cool stuff. So, so the stay on the New England talk, but what is psilocybin? Psilocybin. It's the Psil- active ingredient in like mushrooms and like shrooms. Oh, yeah. yeah. So what he was just talking, talking about that. Did yeah. he have any left over? <laughs> they didn't. They didn't take any mushrooms on the on the podcast. But they were the the guy. They had a, somebody come up who's an expert in the field of of psychedelics mm-hmm. and. Uh, How does one become an expert in the field? I don't know. Practice? (laughs) 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 We we tap into every mushroom and see (laughs) how nutritious, wink, wink, quote, quote it is. That's dope. That's dope. Literally. Get it? Yeah. Yeah. Pun. That flew over my head a little bit. (laughs) Travis not here today, everybody. (laughs) By the way, Travis uh, has left the building exit stage left Mm. but he will be returning hopefully one day so now now it's the key we still haven't gotten the three of us in here so now the goal we got to get the four of us in here Mm -hmm. i'm gonna try to bribe felix into coming a couple of times sure um but i want to say so felix you don't know this but Mm. every now and then we talk about the dangers of mount washington so somebody from new england you heard of Mount Washington before? I haven't actually. What, Mount Washington is that a is that a mountain in uh, Connecticut? Yeah. Oh, okay. It's in, it's in New Hampshire. New Hampshire. Yeah. Oh, in New Hampshire. The White Mountains. Very dangerous. Oh, by wow. the way, don't ever go up there. Sounds you might good. hurt yourself. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so we've been trying to get me up it for a while. Okay. Um, and I keep saying no. No. It's the, it's, the highest record highest speed of wind ever recorded there. Wow. Yeah. At mm-hmm. the top. And it's always windy. So, but what? When was that wind speed recorded? Oh, there you go, many, Hillary. many, many, like in the 30s or something. No, first of all, Hillary, stop trying to play me. <laughs> um, 
feel like that so, was a long time ago. Uh, Not saying it couldn't happen again, but uh, thank you. I'm glad you acknowledged yeah. that. Yeah, so always just hike it. Is that is that it? People just hike to the top. And there's then... a train that goes up there also. Oh, there's a train. Yeah, and okay. you can drive. Have you ever seen somebody's car with the bumper sticker of like this car climbed Mount Washington? Or I may have been probably yeah. just like mentally. Yeah, you know? I mean, some people have the this car did not <laughs> climb Mount Washington bumper sticker to make fun of those who have. But oh, that's fine. I've never seen that one. Yeah, that's the one. Maybe I need to get. yeah, I was gonna say you can get that one. <laughs> Definitely, that's this the car one. will never. Out, yeah, <laughs> seriously though, I'm not gonna. Um, yeah, I'm but not. you have a story for us about Mount Washington. So, Concord Monitor, shout mm. out, poor decisions, poor decisions. Uh oh, cog train helps rescue Mount Washington hiker in brutal conditions. Mm-hmm. So, okay, so the train helped the hiker who made a poor choice of hiking. Mm. Not the point. <laughs> okay. Point is, he went to hike up this apparently safe hiking <laughs> trail mountain. Mm-hmm. Got stuck. I agree. Probably poor decisions in the snow. Mm-hmm. And it was on Mount Washington on a Saturday amid a wind chill of fifty degrees below zero. Mm-hmm. Um, so more or less, this was the seventeenth, and was hiking. So I want to. I will point out to be fair. Mm-hmm. This does sound like a very poor decision. Mm-hmm. Sound like he was with a group. Yeah. The rest of the group turned around. He kept yeah, going. He kept going. Mm-hmm. And then yeah. The and more, yeah, you remember your one of your previous guests who was on here who worked at Mount Washington and was talking about all of like the very intricate and intensive monitoring they do of the weather, and they'll mm-hmm. tell people, "Hey, look, we're gonna close the parking lot. Don't come up here today." People still go. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, he did. Yeah. <laughs> if you're watching, hiker who had to be rescued by the train. <laughs> Don't poor do decision. That again. <laughs> Bad decision. This is the funny thing. So, he hikes. He gets caught up. He they find him because he ends up calling. They have to send people out, of course, into negative fifty degrees, wind blowing. Oh, geez, mm-hmm. They cool. used a train to get to him. Huh. When they find him, he has on several layers of clothes, but he's like more or less frozen mm. they w- they get him of course warm him up and then this cat refuses to be transported via the hospital um and it's like yo these what? cats done risked their lives to come get what did, you why didn't he want to go to the hospital I, yeah i'm assuming he was embarrassed oh, that and he probably <laughs> already spent like thirty thousand dollars to have people like come rescue him i mean he was like i can't afford anymore. anymore yeah that's honestly valid See, do you pay because i feel like usually for i think yes like you think they should charge them is what you say i feel like they do like mm. i'm thinking about like helicopter rescues that people like do they just do that for free that's like true. no it's, it's coming out of somebody's Touché. pocket Touché. i mean i we can google it i guess but i really think that they do have to pay that's like yeah risking people's lives mm-hmm. that might be coming out of the tax dollars in New Hampshire's mm. pocket. I don't know. It was good practice for them, though. They got to practice these things in case, you know, right? That's fair. That's fair. Yeah. A practice in a real-life scenario. Yeah. So I would say a quick shout-out to Trish for sending me that article. Um, and you know, she she thought it was pretty funny, too, because she's also been saying, Terrence, you should go. Mm-hmm. And she was saying... Because I always say the train doesn't look safe either. Mm-hmm. It looks like a toy train in every picture yeah. I've seen. Um, but they used to train to rescue somebody, so apparently it's safe. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'll conclude by saying I'm still likely not going up. <laughs> I will. Jeez. Speaking of that, let's get. What, what do we want to do first? We want to. Yeah. Let, let's, Our let's special special guest. Our <laughs> special guest, because you like a regular co-host now. Yeah. I'm not, I'm just special, one special. This is special, special. <laughs> oh, thanks, guys. So, Felix agreed to come on here. So, I, I'll set it up a little bit. Felix is one of the, I would say, student workers. Let him, let him indulge more if he wants to. But, you know, I met Felix as a student here. Mm-hmm. He works in one of the learning communities here as a pre med major. I am pre med, yeah. Physiology and neurobiology. Physi- medical path say, yeah. say that one more time now <laughs> physiology and neurobiology on a pre-medical path yeah. that's what's up that's what's up so he's on he's on that track i'm about to graduate 
and is a native of, and I'll let you take it from here. Connecticut, yeah. So I've been living in Connecticut for uh, most of my life. I was born in Ghana, uh, in Africa. I lived there for four years before my parents, uh, well, they they came over while I was living there. So the four years I was living there, my parents um, uh, immigrated over. Uh, They set up up shop here, I guess, basically, Mm -hmm. uh, down in Vernon, Connecticut. And then after they were able to acquire like a like an apartment and a place to live, then they brought me and my brother over. Um, yep. Yeah, so me and my brother came over. We lived in Vernon for I think two to three years, and then we moved to Manchester, Connecticut, which is literally okay. right there, yeah. like right next to Vernon. We lived in Manchester. It's actually close to here. Actually, it's like mm-hmm. twenty minutes away from here. Yeah, nah. Um Lived in Manchester for I'd say six years, and then we moved to now Southfield, Connecticut. Okay. Uh, my mom, she's a pharmacist, so she got a job up in Southfield, and so. We moved up there to be closer to her work, and the school system was better, she was saying. So mm-hmm. we moved up there. We've been living there since. It's almost 10 years now that we've been mm-hmm. living in Suffield. So Go, dope, uh, dope. Connecticut residents all the way through. Uh, yeah. So what? What? how old were, you, old were you when you came to Connecticut from Ghana? Uh, Four. So I was born there, lived there for four years, and then okay. about four, four and a half, I moved here. So, okay. yeah. Well, do you ever go back? I went back for the first time through UConn, actually. So UConn did that study abroad trip yes. to Ghana. That was year, my before, year before last? Is that when you went? I think it was last. Was it last year or the year before? It might have been. No, last year. Yeah. yeah. So uh, last year, UConn offered like a winter in Ghana trip, and I hopped on that opportunity awesome. so quickly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And we went there. We were there for 12 days. It was my first time back since immigrating over. Um, so it was a great experience. Like I said, 12 days were there, uh, throughout New Year's. So I got to experience New Year's Mm -hmm. in Ghana, which was really cool. Um, I got, made a lot of friends through that trip. It was, Mm -hmm. it was a great experience. And then I went back again this past summer because my uncle had a wedding and I was part of that wedding. So we had like a traditional wedding in Ghana, which was really Mm -hmm. beautiful. So uh, now is your uncle's there now? No. So he's from, he's from Mass actually, but, uh, he wanted to have the, he he's having two he had two weddings so he had the traditional one in Ghana and then he's gonna have what they call the white wedding here right and so uh, yeah so we had like the traditional one we had they wore the, the traditional cloth and all that stuff there and then he had the regular one here you said the white wedding that's what they call it in Ghana yeah uh, <laughs> why are they call the New England one? I was interested the American uh, the, the white American, wedding yeah, yeah. Maybe think of Game of Thrones, but let's not damper a, a happy time in someone's <laughs> life with the, the Red Wedding. Have you seen it? I haven't I seen have it. Not it's not seen good. It. Oh, Game okay. of Thrones is not good? Or? Oh, the Red Wedding scene oh, in the Game okay. of Thrones is not good. So White Wedding sounds nice, peaceful. Yeah, I don't know. I think it comes from, like, because in, in Ghana, we the, the bride doesn't wear, like, a white gown. Oh, right? that makes sense. So I sense. think it might be that. Like, it might be the color of the gown that they're, ah. I don't know. I don't know okay. where it comes from, but yeah, that's what yeah, we call cool. it, White Wedding. Yeah. So then you you got this as well. So you you Vernon, you go to Manchester. Yep. So you pretty much been Connecticut all my life. Yeah. All your life. Why you kind? What made you just like so you get you get out of high school like what were the options? What was that looking like? So I wanted to go far. Like I really did. I told my parents like I wanted to go like super far. They weren't <laughs> having it. My parents are super I guess you could say like I don't know, overprotective or overbearing or whatever, I guess. I don't know what word you want to okay. use. But should they listen to this episode? <laughs> Probably not. Yeah, that's what they don't. <laughs> but no, so um, UConn was, like, I, I applied to a bunch of different schools around the area, the farthest being UMass Boston. Um, I did UMass Amherst. I did, uh, where else, Quinnipiac. Just a bunch of mm-hmm. uh, schools, schools close by. UConn, first off, my mom came here. When she immigrated over, she came here and went through the pharmacy program. So that was one reason why uh, she wanted me to go here. Uh, my dad also attempted to go through the pharmacy program. He didn't. He had to drop out, uh, I think, on his fourth or fifth year or something mm-hmm. like that when my sister was born. Um, so both my parents came through UConn. So I thought that was one reason why they wanted me to come here. And then also UConn gave me a lot of, like, a, a good amount of financial aid. So, mm-hmm. like, the most that I got from, uh, like, others. It was the cheapest option, basically. Right. Mm-hmm. So that's why I came to UConn. Honestly, I'm glad I did. It's It's been a great experience so far. I made a lot of friends. A lot of connections uh yeah oh oh sorry yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, yeah, yeah so yeah no UConn was a great 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 choice I think uh, initially I didn't want to come here because it's so close to home I live like 40 minutes away and mm-hmm. so I didn't I didn't like that but it's worked out so far so That's do you good. see your family a lot do you find that you go home a lot or that your parents come here a lot so initially my mom and dad would like set it up so that my dad would come and pick me up every weekend. Like oh. my sophomore year, the whole entirety of my sophomore year, I was going home like every mm-hmm. weekend, like regularly. Really? Like every Friday night, my dad would come and pick me up, and then Sunday night, he'd drop me back off. 
Um, and then half of my junior year, he was doing that too. But then it got to a point where I was sick of it. And I didn't like going home. And I thought it was just like too much. I had to pack a bag every weekend. And then when I went home, I didn't feel as was productive as when I'm on campus. Mm-hmm. And so I was like, Mom and Dad, I can't do it anymore. It was like a whole thing. We got into like a little, little tussle. <laughs> and then uh, after winter break of my junior year, like, they just they I, no no conversation after after that initial like tussle that we had no other conversation mm-hmm. they just stopped coming and picking me up so got it I just yeah I stayed on campus and then I got the RA gig so now I just stay mm-hmm. yeah. yeah. very fortunate to have you very fortunate yeah. thank to have you. you appreciate it so that's interesting because you mentioned you you did you can't start staying your sophomore year so you are again first first year was your COVID year first year was my COVID year I was home the entire year yeah. completely online I know I have, I have a couple of friends who did like uh, they were here like they were on campus while doing the online classes uh, my my parents weren't gonna let me do that so. yeah why with the money yeah why pay that money yeah and was, and, uh, understandable so yeah. yeah we I stayed home I was home I was working while uh yeah doing the online classes so. So well, walk us through that experience a little bit, just a little bit of like, so again, I think my daughter was in eighth grade. Mm-hmm. So she did eighth grade and then her last bit of eighth grade, she was at home. At and home. I think um, Riley was in pre-K. Mm-hmm. So I remember we both did the graduations. You know, the schools like the yeah, graduations yeah, yeah. for everything. So we had a pre-K. <laughs> Graduation and eighth grade graduation, you, do, you drove through the whole nine. And oh, I'm wow. assuming y'all had something similar. Yeah. But so, how's that experience like? Especially when you're deciding, like, I would I, I would have been, I was scared anyway. Yeah. But I would have been like, I don't, I wouldn't know what to do at 17, it was a 18. Lot. Honestly, it was a lot. So COVID hit uh, March of my senior year in high school. Right. Right. And so COVID hit, and initially they were throwing out crazy numbers for when it would like die down and we could go back to school. Initially, it was like a couple weeks. And then a couple of weeks turned into a couple of months, and then basically became the rest of the year. Um, so I had my graduation. The way that they did it was like a drive-through graduation. So we had our mm-hmm. graduation in our parking lot, and you would drive into the parking lot, like dressed up in your gown. You they tell you sit in the driver's seat, and then when they call your name, you'd like pull out of your parking spot and then drive to like the front of the parking lot, and then you get out, uh, get your uh, like your your diploma uh, with the uh, I think it was the principal standing next to you. You'd take a picture, had your mask on, everything. And then you get right back in your car and you drive back to your parking spot. And then instead of clapping, people would honk their horns as like applause and stuff, which was really cool. Uh, But yeah, it was different. That that aspect of it was different. I remember like hoping because initially, like I said, they said two weeks and a couple months, and then um, they were like, by summer it should be gone. Like I was hoping, praying, like Mm. I would at least have my freshman because I didn't mind like the rest of my senior year being online. You know, I just wanted it to be over anyway. I just wanted to graduate. Right. And I was like, please, like by the summer, let this be done so I can. Uh, move on to campus and just be on campus and like start college uh but yeah then covid they stretched it out longer they said oh they don't know when it's gonna end and then uconn uh they had us at home all the classes are online so my mom was like yeah no like you're staying home i was like ah um but yeah it was i think i think back then i hated it but i look back at it now the fact that i was home and just was able to just focus on my academics because I think one thing about college that that a lot of people don't even get is a hard part is balancing like the the load of academics with just the the social life that is college right like and even just uh, living on campus walking from class to class like that in and of itself is a whole new experience compared to high school where you drive to school you're in one building you walk from class to class it's nothing right but coming to college like now. Um, there's big spaces in between classes. You have to walk from class to class. You have to find ways to like utilize your time within those blocks of time when there is no class. Um, I think being home my freshman year where all I had to do was just like get accustomed first to the degree of course load or like the, the, the extent of course load uh, that I uh, would have uh, in college before having to worry about, um, oh, walk from this class to this class. Oh, uh, mm-hmm. party here. Like just balancing all the other aspects of college, I think helped me so that once I came to my sophomore year, I was already like, acclimated to the the how the load of academics uh how great the how large the academic stress mm-hmm. was and all i had to do was now just add on the other parts of, or the other aspects of college so yeah. it was like a blessing in disguise i hated it in the moment i hated it hated it hated <laughs> right. it. I, i'm telling you i was so upset throughout the entire entirety of my freshman year knowing that i had to be home uh, but now I look back and I'm like, yeah, it was it was helpful, you know. Yeah. It definitely was a little bit helpful. I can't that's lie. such a good perspective, though. Yeah. I mean, not a lot of people can pull good from that, but mm-hmm. that's yeah. a good perspective on helped. it. Yeah. yeah. Hillary, where were you at? In, in I 
am old, so I was out of school. <laughs> I was working at um, sophomore year of college <laughs> for Hillary. I was uh, working at Penn State at the time, Penn State University. Mm-hmm. Penn State. Uh, you mean we are? Penn State. Correct. Right. <laughs> <laughs> it's not Hale Penn State. Mm, no. Oh, maybe a different school. <laughs> <laughs> no. I apologize to any Penn State fan that's listening to this. <laughs> yeah, pro- yeah. Apologies, please. Sorry. I'll State give you colleges. all out there a we are. Yeah, Penn State. State. Yeah. yeah. That yeah. sounds. There you that go. sounds better. I guess. <laughs> it's not like ours. UConn. Husky. Yeah, I don't oh, want to say the whole thing. I, but, do, you know. I didn't even know. You don't know. You don't know the chant. Mm-mm, that's oh, okay. we got to get we'll, you. Going. We'll figure it out. I've only been here for a year and a half, so it's okay. That's, that's a long sure. time not to know it, to be honest, Hillary, but we won't hold that against you. <laughs> no sporting events? You haven't been to any sporting events? Um, I went to a women's hockey, ice hockey game. Mm. And they, that's it, I think. They didn't do the chant at the game? It was over here um, uh, on campus. It was a very mm. light crowd. It was like a Friday at 2 o'clock, but it was still nice. Mm. Um, yeah. yeah. Something I picked up is so pandemic happens mm-hmm. and i think of course we ride it out you know school gets out mm-hmm. well i think actually it was before school got out um i drove down like maybe late may june to pick up my mom and my mom brother and i think my nephew came up too well actually i know my nephew came up also um because they had gotten out of school <clears throat> excuse me and I go down there, and it's just for people. I'm trying to paint that different dichotomy. Like, mm-hmm. if you were in New England, definitely in Connecticut mm-hmm. and most of New England, I feel like, it was it was just different. Because, you know, when I left here, and you're going to test this, it's like, again, it shut down. You told me I did the yeah. graduation. When I went down there that summer, it was like people, most people were like, what pandemic? Oh, wow. Really? Like, there were people didn't have on, people didn't have on masks. Cause I don't think it was a main date mandated yet. Down where? Where? where yeah, I was in South Carolina, South Carolina, North Augusta, and Augusta, Georgia. Oh. Does the heat kill it? Or something? <laughs> I mean, that's what they were saying. Yeah, that's rumors. what they were saying. Like in the summer, like the heat would kill it. That's why I was looking forward to. It. I was yeah, like, oh, I'm gonna be able to so. move in, but it, that it didn't do anything. It certainly showed up. <laughs> maybe they just don't care as much. Down there. Yeah. Well, that was it. You know, you could tell it's just different. It's 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 a different world. Yeah. Different and it's politics. so densely populated. Like I feel like up here in New Jersey, New mm. England, compared to there right That's well right. it depends on where you're at because i had friends in atlanta oh yeah and they were like mm-hmm. nah it was it, it was pretty it was pretty deep down there mm-hmm. too mm-hmm. but it was just people were getting it and i have friends who work in the er down there and they were like oh no hospitals were packed but you know it was just like people i was talking to somebody too long ago and they were like um yo and it was actually the young lady who came up here to present on the hair for a crown yes. day mm-hmm. some and she it was like they did that week of like, okay, we're going to isolate and do this. And they still had signs and everything. Mm-hmm. I saw stores that said it, but it, it was it was a stark difference. And mm-hmm. I remember driving. I went down like through the mountains in North Carolina, and I'll never forget, like, you see some of the plates, even though some of my friends pick at me. I may or may not have a southern plate on my car, sure. but that's besides the point. It's your mom's uh, car. It's okay. It, it, that's, my, that's what I'm talking about. Um but, you know, you see other plates, like, from above that Mason-Dixon, they get out the car, they put on their mask, yeah. and the sign said, you know, actually, in this North Carolina little mountain town, like, please put your mask right. on. Nobody didn't have the mask on, including the people who work there. Wow. So it's just a different world yeah. of, like, how we were doing things and operating during that time. Mm-hmm. Um, and, again, that's like, who, you know, when people argue the best, and I, I would prefer it to be up here because I felt like when I looked at those cases, we had a lot of cases. We did significantly less than what people had back at home. Mm. Um, even my mom said she appreciated it more because when we go to the store and stuff like that, she was like, it was that sense of like people were trying to at least you know, do something. Yeah. Right, right, contain it a little bit. Yeah. yeah. So again, stark difference. And then so you come, you all know, you do freshman year, then you come here sophomore year. Mm-hmm. When did you decide to be pre-med? Uh, so pre-med was in high school. So okay. I, 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 
I, I come from so initially I come from a African like a Ghanaian household where it's like there's only really that's three options, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, and your parents what, seem to be good role models. I yeah, mean, your my, mom's a yeah. pharmacist. Yeah, so. yeah, yeah. So T- touch on that for a little bit. I, I know what you're saying, but touch on that for a little bit for some of our listeners, if you don't mind. Oh yeah, of course. So yeah, my mom is a pharmacist, and not even only her, but my whole my mom's side of the family actually they're all in healthcare. Uh, we have a couple doctors, and we have a whole bunch of nurses, and then we have like three pharmacists, like her siblings and some of her cousins. And so I kind of grew up within like health, like having healthcare in my family. Um, on top of that, like I said, in Ghanaian, you know, culture, it's like you have three options, like doctor, lawyer, engineer, like mm-hmm. that's really it. Right. Mm-hmm. And so growing up, I, I was like good at science. Right. I, I, I understood. T- I, I did well in the classes. Things clicked for me a little bit um, quicker than I'd say some of my classmates. Um, so I thought that I had like a like that was where my 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 intellect lied. Right. And so. On top of the fact that my mom was already saying, like, you're going to be my doctor, you're going to be my doctor. Like, (laughs) you know, I was like, okay, it looks like I'm I'm already, you know, pretty good at bio. I'm pretty, I understand chemistry. Like, those things kind of came a little bit easier to me than other things. Mm -hmm. Um, uh, So that's really what I saw myself doing. So when it came time to, like, apply to UConn and they asked, like, what did you want to declare for your major? I picked the pre-medical major, the physiology and Mm -hmm. neurobio. Um, And then I've stuck with it since. Uh, I think it. Initially, it was like influence from my parents and like the, the just the fact that I was like good at science. But I think after coming to college, getting my job, the my first job at the hospital, uh, doing some research, interacting with other fellow pre meds, interacting with like people at my hospital, nurses and stuff. I think I found my own like inner passion, mm-hmm. right, or like desire to now enter the healthcare mm-hmm. field as a doctor. I actually want to go into like uh, what's it called orthopedic surgery based in sports related mm-hmm. injuries. Mm-hmm which now like combines like my my desire to go into the healthcare field with my love for like uh, sports medicine, uh, uh, exercise science, things of that nature. And so I get to combine all the things that I think like I'm passionate about into like one, you know, profession. Mm -hmm. And so it it, now that drive is less of like, I want to make my mom proud. It's like now I want to make like, I want to do what I think I like is for me, you know, like what I'm passionate about. So I think that's 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 the whole pre-med journey why i decided mm-hmm. to become pre-med and what like made me stick with it you know because yeah, it awesome. definitely hasn't been easy yeah are you oh, yeah. you're a senior this is my last year okay last so last you're mcatting and so and schooling and and <laughs> end of some end of summer is when i take my mcat okay. which is actually late right uh most pre-meds take their mcat uh summer of junior mm-hmm. year so that they can like go through the app uh, interview process application process and interview process all this year and stuff like that so that they can matriculate it mm-hmm. uh, as soon as possible but i'm taking mine at the end of this coming summer mm-hmm. uh which means that i'll have to wait to apply next cycle uh so may of 2025 yeah. and okay. then i'd have to wait like that whole year before i matriculate in fall of 2026 so i'm um, it's looking like i'm taking two gap years mm-hmm. unfortunately but it, it's fine everyone it, it's actually becoming more normal actually yeah. to take gap oh, years yeah. so you know I've, I've told myself that mm-hmm. i didn't want to stay home for longer than i had to but i've, I've I, you know just timing and stuff kind of messed me up a little bit um i was actually gonna take my MCAT last summer but i that's when i got that yeah. hospital job right and there was a training associated with it and i didn't think i would have time to dedicate as much time as i would like to to studying for the mm-hmm. MCAT. so i was like let me just push it to the following yeah. summer yeah so yeah. Good plan. Uh, Sounds like know. a good plan. And you're going in with experience too, right? With true. the hospital yeah. job yeah, and all yeah, that yeah. kind a of stuff. A lot of experience. Absolutely. I'm glad I took that hospital yeah. job for sure. It's, it's opened my eyes to a lot of things, I would say. So New England for med school or what you, you think you're going to try to get out of here? Or anywhere just? anywhere that takes me. But I, I do I do think I'll probably stay in New England. If UConn, I, UConn's probably going to be my top, I'm sorry. UConn's probably going to be my top med school. Like that, I, that, I, that you know, if, if I could get yeah. there, that'd be great. Um, NYU's up there, but it's super competitive mm-hmm. with like the whole free tuition thing that they got going on. Yes. Um, but literally, I'm just gonna throw my application out to as many as I can, like financially can, and just pray for the best. I don't oh, have you gonna any kill preferences. It, yeah. Yeah. I hope so. You're gonna kill it. I hope so. Yeah. Uh, so, your experience, uh, in- interesting experience, and I think, um, you know, as a person who just participated in Crown Day, I'll mm-hmm. explain. We have an event called Crown Day for our students of color, specifically our black students and Latinx, Latina, Latino students who have trouble. It's not a lot of places to get your hair done right. in stores. Right. Probably not a lot of places to get your hair done in stores for anyone. No, that's true. <laughs> but especially for our students of color. So we have something called Crown Day, celebrating the Crown Act that has been instituted in many states, uh, one of them being Connecticut. Mm-hmm. So if we don't know, Crown Act was a, is an act implemented saying that you can't discriminate on people based on their 
based on their hairstyles, how textures. I think a big case was in Texas to where they didn't let a young man graduate because they yeah, said his locks were too, too long. long. Yeah, so, so here we just have something that's like, it's a good event. Students can come. Yeah. They get their hair done it's here really on campus nice. for free. Yeah. Uh, uh, set up by, shout out to African American Cultural Center. Yep. Who else sponsors this? I think Scholars. Josh, Josh Brown, yeah, yes. Scholars. Yeah. Scholars House, which we'll touch on that, which mm -hmm. is, well, somebody's an RA yet, but yeah, I don't sure. want to put no pressure on them. <laughs> but I say all that to say, so you're here, you're pre-med, you're active, you, you're familiar with New England. Like, mm -hmm. where, how, you know, kind of, can you put that experience in? Because it's obvious that, you know, and I see you interact mm -hmm. with being a role model for other students of color. Yeah. So a lot of our black males on campus. You know, where's that where's that passion come from? Like what sure. drove you like, you know, to be an Ari for scholars and just being out like that and just helping and not just he's also a role model for other people also. I've seen him talk to um people women women or people who identify as women also and yes. all Seriously, <laughs> but, sitting here he's a role model for me. So. <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm wanna go to med school now. <laughs> I'm I don't but <laughs> Yeah, I know. So um scholars I joined scholars my like my freshman year when I was applying, I think through the housing application, it lets you pick like if you want to be like housed in a learning community. And I saw this oh scholars like learning community for black men who are trying to achieve academic success. Blah blah blah. I was like, wow, that's awesome! Like I that's love what that. It said. Something like that. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Something like that. But the basic premise is yeah, like a, a floor just dedicated to like black men who are coming on campus, like just be around your brothers like uh this idea of mentorship and brotherhood and i love that i came from so suffield which i live in and i have lived in for the past like almost decade or so is is predominantly caucasian a caucasian town um and so initially moving there i was i came from like manchester connecticut which is there's so many mm -hmm. like african-americans specifically africans like uh, uh Ghanaians. Yeah. it's a very high Ghanaian uh, uh population in manchester and so going from that to suffield uh there was a bit of anxiety for me I had to like, kind of like, like it felt like I was squeezing myself into friend groups sometimes. If I, there was times when I kind of felt like alone or like isolated. Uh, I went in like my eighth grade. A lot of them had already like established friend groups and like were already like familiar. They've grown up with each other. It's a small town, so everyone knows yeah. everybody already. And then here I am, some random black kid from who knows where. Like now he's just at our school. Like I, there was times when it's like, do I even have friends? Things like mm -hmm. that. So I, I felt. It was times when I felt alone, right? Uh, no friends, whatever, whatever. Um, went to high school, similar. I started making friends. I played basketball, so like made friends with like the teammates on the basketball team. Um, but still, it was just this idea of like I was I, I, I felt different, even though I, it's not like they were blatantly like, oh, you're different, like you're black, like you're different. I just felt like out of place. Um, these people they already had their established friendships, and I was just like, you know. So when I came to UConn, um, and this idea of like an all black floor, I was like, oh, like we already have that in common you know like there's already this idea of community just off off the basis of our skin skin color so i was quick to jump on that i joined it and made a whole bunch of friends um it was a great experience i'm still friends with a lot of those guys now um and then the opportunity to become an ra rose up for me and i was like whoa like why not go right back to the floor that started right. at all um, so I applied. I, I like that. The floor that started it all. <laughs> you know? And yeah. so I applied, and I wanted to be an uh, RA for scholars because of how, like, important it was for me joining scholars. And I wanted that same experience for incoming freshmen. Like, it's not easy, I would say. Like, coming into, like, college in and of itself is not easy. Like, so right. it's, it's a whole different, uh, like, environment. Like, I was super excited to come to college because I'd heard all these cool things. Oh, like, parties, like, freedom, blah, blah, blah. like, you do what you want. Like, you're living here, no parents. Uh, but well, that for your parents, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> every weekend <laughs> that that was tough. But just that's not even like the, the like just the academic stress alone. Like it's it's a it's an entirely new like environment, right? And so to deal with that while still feeling this idea of like isolation or loneliness as an African American, uh, like on at a PWI, it, it's hard, right? And so I thought scholars played or scholars and even now BSO played like a very essential Amen. essential role in like making us feel like. Like we belonged here. Like it's not it, like, like we're, it's okay for us to be here. Like we we deserve to be <clears> here too, right? And there's other people just like us who are working towards the same mm. level of academic success. They look just like us, and so if they can do it, why can't I do it? You know, it was not only was it like a community, but it was also like motivation. Like we're all like motivating each other. And so I thought that aspect of scholars was super important to me. And so to go back and like kind of find a way to involve myself in scholars, even if it wasn't an RA. Luckily, I became an RA. 
but any way that I could. I was Josh Brown, like even before I became an RA, would like keep in contact with me. He was the one who actually put me onto the Ghana trip and said like, oh, like be part of this. Like uh, it's, it's a strip that we're offering to scholars, but you can apply too. Like do it. Um, that was really cool. But yeah, just like the just the role that scholars plays and now so like I said, plays in in making us as African Americans feel like we belong here. I thought I wanted to be part of that somehow, and so the RA position was a great position for me to to uh, take advantage of to do so. So, yeah, no, that's 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 it. That's awesome. That's you gave stick. me goosebumps. I'm glad. <laughs> I'm glad that you're there. I'm glad that I you're love it. No, I love it so scholars. much. And the guys, they're so great. Absolutely. And you can and, and I, I tell Tristan this, like a lot of the other learning communities, they have to like kind of work harder to to like build community right like they have to do the events obviously we do the events too but they have to do the events they have to hope people come but like on scholars it's like the moment like the boys moved in freshmen right they don't even know each other the moment they moved in they're already like friends with each other like they're already like that idea of like oh we're the like brotherhood was just established right from the beginning and i thought that was really beautiful so me and tristan we don't even need to work as hard uh luckily i'm sure you do i'm sure you work harder he's being i want to say it's it's yeah no it's but it is it's it's, i like it i like that that the boys are they're all friends with each other they're all like they're they're being the hallways just having conversations they're all it's it's wonderful i I love i love the community that we have on scholars also it's beautiful. Yeah, and it, I think it's it's fun. It's a lot of like Terrell Strayhorn. Mm-hmm. I mean George Koo, who do they do people who do research on the sense of belonging and mm-hmm. high impact practices for this. I think it's touches based on that. Derek Brooms does a um, lot of research on um, black male initiatives, but it's these initiatives in general of just like that sense of belonging is so important in college. Mm-hmm. And I think our learning communities at UConn they and other schools great too job, yeah. really really try to provide that. Mm-hmm. Albeit you know we could always argue. The perfection part, is it perfect? But I think scholars, and now you, you mentioned B Soul. So now I go in a little bit to this B Soul and scholars. B Soul is for people interested in black women and um, scholar, scholarship and higher education. Mm-hmm. Um, and this is just the lay terms, putting the basic as possible. And scholars are saying scholars are people in, in, for students interested in black male persistence, mm-hmm. retention, and graduation yep, and yep, academic yep, yep. excellence also for black males and I think they have been pivotal for a lot of our students just for coming sure. here feeling that sense of belonging 100%. because although UConn is more diverse than it was and I was looking at some numbers the other day more diverse than it was and I think they're doing a pretty good job of getting students here mm-hmm. it's still hard for students to find that sense of like for sure. I belong because as good as we're trying to do mm-hmm. all the isms don't go away don't. once you get here for and sure. like you said it, something you said struck me of just like feeling like we could belong in here that feeling of belonging here physically that feeling of being here like academically Academically, that feeling of people questioning questioning whether you got here because you are right black or because you are you know i I guess uh, for lack of you know for because you are a first generation Mm -hmm. um, american or you know like how you know how that measure up and i think it's a lot it's Mm -hmm. a lot it is and now that our students feel here and um the same thing for our groups like whimsy mm-hmm. i think we we're talking about this with talking about this with travis last time with Whimsy women in science Ooh, i messed it up science engineering and math, science math. engineering math i think i said it backwards and but, something, uh, something like that yeah. but yeah i think that sense of like being one of the only women mm-hmm. in the engineering class and we have it a bit so these things these, they can play a pivotal part here mm-hmm. and so i think connecticut and some of those schools doing a good job of doing that in there for sure. no more shout outs though no more shout outs to that. <laughs> they don't pay me enough to give me <laughs> shout outs on my podcast but if you want to hit me up at what's the name what's the email I forgot Hilary you know better than me I believe it's info at Connecticut show info at Connecticut dot show info at I don't know. It's been a while. It's I haven't. While. Been, I haven't been asked to come back She's, until now. So. That's because you've been cheating. Though. <laughs> <laughs> I give Hillary a hard time, info. y'all, but Hillary is one of the uh, info at Connecticut dot show info. Right? We're gonna get it right one day. I think that's what it is. <laughs> well, I think our listeners know what it is by now. I'm sure. Yeah. I've, I'm sure they've sent some raging emails about <laughs> what you know, Terrence lying and all this stuff. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta get your facts right. Yeah. Do I really? But I mean, Do I think I really the, need to get the facts right. What a wonderful conversation to have as we wrap up this Black History Month. Yes. Um, 
I I mean, good. I came she's in today. I mean, I came in today not knowing what we were going to talk about, but I'm glad this conversation is happening because oh, yeah. it's really important it and uh, a great way to end at least the month. I mean, the conversation shouldn't end, but yeah. I think it is. Yeah, indeed, indeed. So, as a New Englander, mm-hmm. you know, Hillary and I, we're transplants here. Uh-huh. Yeah, I'm from New Jersey. So. Yeah. Even though Hillary <laughs> has a boathouse in Maine. A boat but house. A lake house, excuse me. Yeah. Um, it hasn't sold yet, so my parents oh, are getting ready to. Not sorry. That means we get to use it oh, more touche, this summer. Touche. So, so yeah. you're you're telling your parents inside, like, oh, I'm so sorry it hasn't sold. you like. I think my, oh, I don't think my parents are too upset. <laughs> yeah. So are we invited to the house? Sure. Nice. Okay. Come on Don't, over. Trust me. You tell Velda that, and mm-hmm. we, we'll hold you to it. <laughs> we'll drive up, me, Felix, I'm and there. Velda. Yeah. We'll come through. Velda mad at you right now. Y'all always on this different. Uh, I, don't, I hope not. I think yeah. me and Velda are good, though. Okay. Yeah. So, let me know, Velda, my better half, also knows Felix, and for some reason, sometimes they get very. <laughs> Velda was initially upset because I couldn't do the. Um, the... Just say what you did. <sighs> So initially, I told her I was gonna do the black, the ACC pageant. But then, as it got closer to the show, I realized I was I was a little too busy to be attending all those the practices and then doing the thing. <laughs> Did that happen this evening? What was going on this evening? Remember those people that walked in that were all dressed up? That was a BFDC event, yeah. the Black Female Development. Oh, uh, something yeah. they're mm-hmm. doing like a tribute to a black man. Okay, yeah. what they're doing, yeah. yeah, yeah. But I, I told her I was gonna do it, and I, I do apologize, Val, that that was oh, terrible. We of got me. an on air apology. Yeah, so no. we, you gotta take that. Val, I apologize, apologize. You know, I did tell <laughs> you I was tell gonna her do she it. She needs to come on the show. I, you should come on the show, Val. Absolutely, <laughs> <laughs> to state her case. <laughs> but yeah. yeah. So what would you recommend? Because I'm hearing whoopie pies, and I want Hillary to touch on. Ooh. What would you recommend in New England? One of your things as a New England, pretty much native to us. Favorite places, favorite foods. So there's this really good wing spot. Um, I forgot the name of it, but it's really good down in, in Bridgeport. Yes, J Timothy's. Is it, it called? It might. I think it might I've be J Timothy's. I've been hearing Timothy's. a lot. <laughs> yes, J Timothy's. It's it's a great wing spot. Um, I've only had it once, but I I Memorable. enjoyed it. Um, so if if you're looking for food, if you're a big wings lover, I would say J Timothy's for wings is good. Um, spots. Surprisingly, of all my years of living here, I don't travel that much like around Connecticut, truly. But but there's just not outside of Connecticut either. Not really. Mm. I've been I've been to I've been to Canada um, yeah. for like wed- like weddings and different family events. I've been out of Connecticut, but in terms of just like exploring New England, I haven't done too much of that. Okay. But fair. there is a, maybe in your in your break periods, yes, you know, that's a good definitely activity. Wanted to, definitely want to go in the Maine. Yeah. There we go. To the lake house. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> to the lake house. But speaking of, there's, this is uh, in Waterbury, actually. There's this cool watering hole um, in, like, uh, it's like a nas- it's like a park in Waterbury, and then they have, like, a cool watering hole that I've been to with some friends that I enjoyed. Uh, we had, like, a little picnic there. That was that was really nice. Um, I don't know if there's a name for it, but it was just in the woods somewhere. We did it in the middle of the day. Mm. We just went there. It was really cool, so. That's a cool spot. That sounds like a death trap. <laughs> I'm, I'm a very scary person. So yeah, that's fair. Some water hole in the middle of somewhere. It's not. It's not there. too deep into the woods. Luckily, like there's a path oh, okay. that leads to it, and then it's just like a nice like waterfall. It, the water was co- freezing cold. Mm. I will say. Well, that's say. just New England in general. Right. We we don't get any warm. Yeah. Like, lukewarm. Nah, nah. 105 degrees outside. That water is gonna be like freezing. It was. Steel. It was in the depth of summer too. We went there yeah. like in what? I think it was July. We went to this watering hole, and the it's water crazy. was still freezing. Yeah. So cold, but it was just pretty. It was really nice, nice to look at, and it was nice to have our picnic there. Um, so, yeah, that's that's probably my, my favorite spot in CT. But let, then again, I don't take my word for it. I don't really travel around <laughs> CT too often. But yeah, that was nice. Hillary, what were you up to? You 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 did some traveling. You were telling me yeah. about a couple weeks ago. I went to Vermont. Mm-hmm. Um, it's the one New England state I had never been to, so I had to make it a point to go there. Um, it was just a quick day trip. Um, I think the farthest up that I went was like two and a half hours. Mm. So it was nice. It was a nice little trip. What'd you do? What I do? Um, Bookstore. Well, one of our coworkers, uh, I told her Sheila that Sheila needs to come on the show. Um, that Shout I was going to, to Vermont, and she was like, "Oh, you should do these things." So she told me to go to the King Arthur Flower Factory. Okay. And I guess it was like a cafe and like a big store. And 
whatever. It was lovely. So I went there. I went to the Cabot Cheese store, mm. which I think it used to maybe be more of the Cabot Cheese store because um, it was more of a general store, really big store. It was really a cool store, but there was only like one refrigerator with Cabot oh. Cheese. And I'm like, this is basically the grocery store. So. <laughs> um, it was in a town called Quichi, which oh. I thought was cute. And uh, drove through that town, and there was a beautiful gorge that I didn't stop to see because it was winter. It was snowing when I went up there. Um, but that's definitely something I want to go back and check. So it's the... dangerous. Yes. <laughs> see, I'm yeah. Gonna... Hillary does acknowledge danger. I just there was <laughs> a, a bridge over it, like a driving bridge over it, and I looked down. It was v- like very far down, but it was beautiful. Uh, but I I want to go back and see it. And that's not even just the point. Is that's not even as high up as Mount Washington, probably. No. Probably no. Um, and then I went to Woodstock, Vermont, which mm. was just a cute little quintessential New England town, and mm. walked around, did a little shopping, talked to some of the locals. And uh, then I ended my day coming back to Connecticut, um, stopped in a town called Brattleboro, Vermont, which is right on the border Mm. of Massachusetts and Vermont. And it was another cute little downtown area, uh, more industrial, I would say. Mm. Um, But speaking of whoopie pies, I stopped at this deli called the Vermont Country Deli and uh, had the best Italian sandwich sub I've ever had. It was so good. It was a little bit different, but it was very good. And they had the best whoopie pie I've ever had. What is whoopie um, pie? Like a whoopie pie is kind of like... You bite it's, into it and it's like, whoopie. <laughs> that's what I'm like imagining. Like, it's, it's like, like a sound effect. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's what you want to say when you bite into it. It's just so good. You say whoopie. Um, but it's this dessert. It's um essentially like chocolate cake, like oh, okay. a little chocolate cake on both sides with icing in the middle, vanilla oh, okay. icing. So it's kind of just like a little pastry type thing so cakes and icing um and i think they they are originally from maine um i know that the amish in pennsylvania make their own version of it as well are you are you reading along with wikipedia google as i tell you this um but it's a really big staple in maine so when i i grew up vacationing in maine Mm -hmm. as terrence knows and makes fun of me for (laughs) um we always used to travel around to try different whoopie pies and we found one locally um at a place by our cabin that we stayed in that we really like um but yeah that's what it is it's a picture uh, what's it called what do they call them the um, like a devil dog or something yeah like a hostess but it's much better um but this vermont country deli had the best whoopie pie i've ever had and I will make it a point. It's about an hour and a half from here. So I will take another road trip specifically to go there mm-hmm. to get a sandwich and a whoopie pie and come back home. It was so, so good. So you're going to get a, a te- what kind of sandwich? Italian? Mm-hmm. What, what, what? Italian sandwich? Yeah. Is that the name of it? Yeah. Oh, it's called it? the Italian on the board. Oh. What's? They had good mac and cheese. Yeah. And Hillary is Italian. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> just to let you know. So that must have been a good sandwich. Yeah. <laughs> so whoopie pie, so you don't know, it is... Does it also need to be refrigerated like a like a devil dog needs to be? Or no? That's a good uh, say. You can put it in the refrigerator. But it doesn't have to be eaten. No, it's just like a cake. A cake. Like how, however you would like to eat a chocolate cake with vanilla icing is how you should. So Hillary is spot on with this history, but this is funny. It's the region or state of or, place of origin, United States, colonial America. On Wikipedia, if you're looking, it has controversy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Maine, Massachusetts, New Hampshire, Pennsylvania, and Virginia, which is not in New England, neither is Pennsylvania, all claim to be the birthplace of the whoopie pie. The Pennsylvania Dutch Convention and Visitor Bureau notes that the whoopie pie recipe comes from the area's Amish, as Hillary's mm-hmm. noted, Pennsylvania German culture, or just that are unlikely to leave an official paper trail. And I did live in Pennsylvania with the Amish for a while, and I ate a couple Pennsylvania Amish whoopie pies Mm. and they were good I mean how can you go wrong Mm. right like it's really hard to go wrong with cake and icing um (laughs) but uh I would ask the listeners from New England where where do you think whoopie pies are from and where where have you eaten your best whoopie pie and then go try the whoopie pie at the Vermont Country Deli uh not a sponsor um (laughs) (laughs) and tell me what you think yeah I want to try whoopie pie yeah I, I feel like when I go there next time, now that I know that they're so good, I'm just going to, like, bring back yeah, a bunch. Please. Like, freeze them, give them to people. They're eat so them on, good. We can eat them on air. Have yeah. A competition. Mm-hmm. Okay, so one of you is going to come on the road trip with me then. <laughs> we got you. We yeah. got you. 
So we are coming up on the hour. Wow, what a quick hour. That was a quick hour. So first, I want to say I'm going to vote that Virginia is the... (laughs) Why would you say that? From the South. Right, but we're in New England now. (laughs) Dang it. Get up to speed. I'm going with... Who am I going to go with? Who did it say? I forgot already. Maine. I was reading this article earlier, by the way. That's how I'm so knowledgeable about it. Oh, I thought, um, you, I thought they <laughs> gave you a tour of it when you got the movie pie. I wanted um, to go to this place and hear but all about it. that article says, Wikipedia says that uh, the whoopie pie is Maine's state treat. Wow. So go with Maine. Let's go with Maine. Hillary, yeah, Hillary called like, it. Yeah. yeah. Not Massachusetts. Mm-mm. Okay. I guess not. Yeah. But we also have, we always have the... Um, list that we do sometimes so mm-hmm. maybe this is a list we'll bring back one day state treats of new england mm. what's connecticut state treat i don't know no. i know our tree is what the <laughs> nutmeg or something like that <laughs> oh no the the state treat oh the tree i don't know yeah if you didn't know the tree i know you didn't know the tree <laughs> i don't know I south Carolina state treat is i'm gonna tell y'all next time we come on the show because yeah. i don't want to spoil it okay. and i have to look it up um, so um, I want to thank, well, I want to thank both of you for coming. I oh, think this course. is, it always means a lot when we can get somebody on the show that actually comes in. Uh-huh. Hillary, of course, is third time coming in. I think so. Third or fourth. Felix first, and both of them did it last second. They helped fill in, so I mm-hmm. really oh. do appreciate y'all coming in. And love, Hillary, love having you on the show. Felix, loved having you here, for too, sure, and thank y'all. Every time you come, and I don't want to get this taken for granted, I think it's hard sometimes to come in here and actually share about yourself. Mm-hmm. And I think y'all have done that so well when you've been on the show and brought so much to it. So I appreciate it. And well, you make it easy, Terrence. So thank you. Uh, <laughs> thank thank you, you and Travis, even though you're not here. Thank you, I guess, Travis. <laughs> yeah. And Felix, your story. Your, thank you for sharing so much of your personal story yeah, with us in the background. We will not let your parents know that we're playing this because we're <laughs> in any trouble. But no, no, they'll be okay. They'll be okay. Yeah. But, um, you know, thank you for coming and sharing that. Hey, and best of luck to you. Thank, thank you, you for um, helping the other uh, young students out. For and, sure. Um, you know, what do we have to wrap up with? Hillary, any final Bye. words? <laughs> <laughs> Felix, any final words for the people? Uh, thank you for having me. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. You guys are going. Well, I'm going to end this by saying peace and love as always. Mm-hmm. We're going to let Bon Bon Vivant take us out. And from Terrence, don't call me Virginia Whoopie Pie Abney. And <laughs> Hillary, the best Whoopie Pie I've ever had is from Vermont, even though they're originally from Maine Finelli. <laughs> and my man, Felix, is bound to try a Whoopie Pie eventually, very soon. Uh, Auntie Renta. <laughs> All right. This is Connecticut Show. Peace and love, y'all. Peace and love.